buenos dias. Welcome on this bright Tuesday morning. Welcome to Daily Devotions. I'm your host today, El Padre. Thank you so much for joining. I really feel like I'm not alone in this empty library room. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 11, verse 20 through verse 33. Actually, I'm probably going to just spend the whole time in verses 20 through 25. So if you can, if you haven't read it already, please go ahead and do so. Again, this isn't supposed to be a substitute of your reading. This is supposed to be an addition to uh, so here we go. Um, if you've done a good job, you've already read it, continue. If you've not, please stop the video, pause the video, go read the chapter, come back, and then we will discuss. Today I want to talk to you about two words. First, faith, and second, forgiveness. And I want you to recognize that the two are paired together. Um, why? Because Jesus pairs them together. Uh, the author of Mark in this chapter is pairing them together. Um, so here we go. There's a story where this is actually in just chapter 11. So let's read it real quick. Verse 12. The next day when they went out from Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree with leaves, he went to find out if there was anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And the disciples heard it. There's a lot of people that uh, look at this and think, oh, how mean of Jesus because he cursed the tree when it's not even in its season to produce fruit. There's, there's this whole discussion revolving around that. And I'm not going to get into any of that right now. Uh, but because that takes place later on, uh, it says this in verse 20. Early in the morning, as they were passing by, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots up. Then Peter remembered and said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. Jesus replied, Have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, Be lifted and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you pray and ask for, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him so that your father in heaven will also forgive you your wrongdoing. So Jesus performs this miracle where he uh, curses a tree and it dies like right then and there. And they, they find it and Peter remembers that and he's just flabbergasted and like, like you just cursed a tree and it's like it's dead. Uh, and Jesus is saying to him, like, hey, you can do this kind of thing too. Uh, in fact, you could say to this mountain, move, and that thing will be thrown into the sea. Uh, and he's saying that all of this happens around this. Whatever you ask for, or whenever you pray, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Now, there is this little thing in there that uh, tells you to go down and look, and it says, some manuscripts read, you receive, and others read, you will receive. So don't get caught up in like, which one is which, okay? Either you will receive it, you have received it already. Like either way, 
the point that Jesus is trying to make here is that you will receive what it is you've prayed for. Uh, but you have to believe. Uh, and believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Uh, and so here we see uh, that the first thing Jesus replies to Peter with is have faith in God. And then he closes his teaching on faithful prayer with, or faith, not faithful prayer, but faith-filled prayer with forgiveness. Uh, and I, I think that this is a, a lesson that uh, most people in the charismatic world could use, uh, is that um, a lot of people want to stand there and pray these big, bold prayers, and they want to believe God for things, but they don't want to deal with anything in their heart. Uh, this, this, this is Jesus saying, uh, guess what? Whenever you stand praying, like, hey, you know what? I believe with everything inside of me that that mountain has to move in Jesus' name. And that he's saying, like, while you're standing there going, mountain, you need to move in Jesus' name. He's also saying, hey, you know what? You need to, if you have anything against anyone, you need to forgive him. It, it's this constant state of staying within humility and recognizing that I can walk in faith. I need to walk in faith. I am called to walk in faith. But I also need to recognize that in all of the things that I want to see that are big and great, uh, I want to see revival in this community. I want to see people saved. I want, we want to see within... Redeeming Life Fellowship, our mission, we want to see 10% of this community impacted for Jesus. We want to see 10% of this community enter into a, a, a discipleship relationship with Jesus uh, through the means of our church going out and praying for people through revival taking place through our church. But we, we don't care if all of them come to our church or not. We want the kingdom of God to grow. So if the remnant down the road... If, if if they're flourishing, praise the Lord. If if the United Methodist Church down the road here is is flourishing, praise the Lord. What matters to us is that 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 ten percent of the unchurched number goes down from sixty two percent to fifty two percent. That's what we want to see in ten years. We want to see that. And so with that, we've got to ask ourselves, like. Not only that, like, how are we growing those who we have into maturity? Well, that requires us to, to, to pray big prayers. That requires us to, to take large steps of faith by going out and having conversations about faith and challenging people to take a step of faith and to follow Christ. Uh, but in all of that, uh, we also need to recognize that as we're doing that, we need to be looking at the Lord and asking Him what's in our hearts. Uh, looking inward and saying, who do I have something against and asking for forgiveness for those things? This is, this is something we don't do well as a church. We want, we, especially in, in the charismatic world, right? Like we, we're, we want to pray these big prayers. I, I have friends that just pray these giant faith-filled prayers. Um, like we need, uh, our budget full. And, and they're just going to pray in hundreds of thousands of dollars so that they can do the things that they need to do in order to reach the people they need to reach. And yet, uh, oftentimes, they have a hard time looking inward. Who who am I holding a grudge against? And I think that here, Jesus is, is saying like to Peter, you can do this. 
Uh, you can see these miraculous things take place. But you also need to be working, looking inward and looking at your unforgiveness in your heart so that you can be forgiven. It is more important to be forgiven than to be able to see a mountain go into the sea. But I do believe that Jesus here, and this is where uh, a lot of people are going to be like, ah, you're just part of the faith movement. Uh, like the word of faith movement. Listen, we're not a part of that. Uh, but Jesus says here, have faith in God. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, be lifted and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that God, what that, what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Listen, uh, I think that part of the reason why a lot of us don't see what we're praying for take place. The reason, um, a lot of people quit praying is because they doubted in the first place and when they prayed, they didn't believe it would happen. And so then nothing ever happens. Sometimes you, it, it's like, for me, like in my journey of praying for people to be healed, I prayed for a lot of people to be healed way before I ever started seeing healing. But the more I prayed for it, the more I believed it would happen. And as as I continued to act on, like God said, that he would heal people if I prayed for it. And so therefore, I'm going to keep asking God to heal people. Because I believe his word. Because I believe that he said he would do it. That he would do it. And so I'm going to keep walking it out. And eventually, I started seeing people healed. Now, it's not like I have the gifts of healing or anything like that. I'm like not walking around and seeing it left and right. But I do see it. And I think that it's the same thing for for a lot of people. Is that like... You don't believe that people want to get saved. You don't believe people will be healed. You don't believe God's going to answer your prayers. You you barely believe enough to be saved. And so because of that, you're not walking in faith. You're not walking in, in forgiveness. And and you're, you're just this bitter, resentful, unforgiven, meanie pants that's causing a bunch of people to hate Christianity because, because you refuse to obey the word of God. You refuse to obey Jesus. Jesus starts this whole section out with, have faith in God. Why? Because it takes faith in God to ask for forgiveness. It takes faith in God to see the miracles take place that Jesus was doing. And Jesus tells us that, that we're going to see greater things than this. Now, what those greater things are exactly, that's greatly argued. And I don't care to argue it, but I believe that things as, as simple as forgiveness in my life, that's great. Begin with, with good. Begin with great. Uh, and then eventually you can work to greater. I believe that the more that we learn to have faith in God by walking out and praying big prayers, uh, the better or, and the more we'll condition our heart to truly believe that if I ask for this, he wants to give it to me. Now, Keep in mind, this is not outside of the other things that Jesus tells when it comes to prayer or the other things that the Bible tells us. Uh, you know, that, that if you're praying with wrong motives, according to James, you, you're not going to get what you ask for. So like when you're praying, pray the will of God. When you're praying, 
like, okay, well, what's the will of God, right? Like, well, we know that his will is that everyone be saved. So let's pray for that. God, I pray that you save Whitley County. God, I pray that you save Columbia City. God, I pray that you save my family. God, I pray that you save every person that is related to me. Uh, my, my, my kids, my, my in-laws. Lord, I, I pray uh, that this community would see revival. I, I pray that that 62% would go down to 0%. That, that everyone in this community would be totally saved and set free in Jesus' name. I pray big prayers. I pray that the churches would be absolutely full in Jesus' name. And I pray that God would set people free from demonic oppression. I pray that people would be set free from uh, alcoholic abuse. Uh, Lord, I, I, I pray that people would be set free from drug abuse. Lord, I, I pray that, that marriages will be whole. I pray that uh, that the city will be whole in Jesus' name. And those may feel like big prayers. That's because they are big prayers. But guess what? I believe that because I know all those things are already in the will of God. He already wants to do those things. I know that I can start walking them out and asking for those things. And no matter how you word it, whether it's I already received them, it's already mine. Yeah, I can already trust that it's mine, that I have my hands hold open, I'm ready to receive, that I've already got it in Jesus' name. And this isn't saying that I just get to, to pray for a bazillion dollars and I don't have to do anything for it, or that I get to pray for everything that, that I think I want because I just want to be rich and live in a house and not have to do anything for it. Like, that's not what this is saying at all. This isn't saying like, oh, I can just have faith in God and that therefore I'm going to have like the biggest church in the world and I'm going to have the biggest paycheck in the world. Like that's not it at all. Like this isn't meant to be used in a way for you to gain or be a prosperous American. But this is a way for God to say that, look, I've, I've put you here in this place at this particular time so that you can pray and be my representative. Think about it like this. I have a, a there's a guy that I really admire that uh, has done evangelism for a long time. His name is Johannes Amritzer. And one of the things he often, he tells a story about how um, people oftentimes will think that he, uh, because he dresses really nice, uh, because he's from Sweden uh, and everybody dresses nice there. Uh, but he will often, especially in Africa, people think that they'll ask him if he's a millionaire and he'll tell them no but my dad is a is a trillionaire my dad is a billionaire uh he he, he and then and then he'll tell him about how like he owns the whole country of the united states he owns the whole country of south america uh all of south america is his and and it just like he, he kind of goes on and on about how and then he tells them like my father i work for my father my father i you know well do you get everything you want well, eventually I get all the things that I need, uh, you know, and he tells them about how, like, you know, if, if I need a new watch, uh, you know, so that I can be on time to things, God, my, my father sends me a new watch. My, he, he always, he always sends me what I need, uh, and I always get it when I need it. And so it's, it's this attitude that we have a God who, uh, is our father that is, a it has all of the resources in the world, ready at, at his bidding. And yet we believe that uh, we don't have, like there, there's a poverty mindset sometimes in the church that says that 
uh, I just have to trust, uh, or I, I just have to be okay with, with always barely making it. Uh, now I, 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 I reject that, but I also reject the idea that you have to always be rich. Uh, that you you can be poor and you can be righteous, you can be rich and you can be righteous. And that as long as God is honored in the way you spend your money, I do believe that he wants to provide you with 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 excess so that you can be a blessing. Now, does that mean he's going to send you, if you're, you know, living in a, in a trailer or something like that, that he's going to send you a million dollars just so that you can be generous? I don't know. Uh, but I want you to understand that God intends to answer your prayers, that God put you in this place on purpose so that you can represent the kingdom of God here where you are and that you can make an impact and that he intends to answer your prayers, not so that you can be awesome, but so that he can be awesome where you are so that the people around you can see that God is real, that he loves them, that he died for them on the cross and that he wants to set them free from their sin. So, as we close, I'm going to close with what Jesus closed with here, and that is this. Uh, who do I need to forgive? Who do you need to forgive? Let's just take a, a second here. Jesus, who do I need to forgive? You, you told us to walk in faith. You told us to, to pray big prayers. You told us to believe that we will receive what we've asked for. But Lord, you also told us, to ask for forgiveness. So Lord, we, we now, we come before you and we ask for forgiveness. Lord, we, we pray that you would forgive us for unbelief. Lord, we pray that you would forgive us for all these different things that are on these people's hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Alrighty, uh, this is the end of our video. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our wonderful channel. Click the little bell and you will be notified whenever a fun video comes out. Also, check out the Fire Within podcast and the Fire Within book on Amazon.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Buy the book. You will be blessed. Also, well, another book that is coming out very soon is A Letter to the Fatherless. We're working on releasing each chapter one at a time on the Kindle Vela. I don't know what you call it, like a stream option, whatever. Kindle Vela. Uh, I think it's a subscription-based uh, thing. But So anyway... You'll, one chapter will be available here very, very, very soon, like next week. With that being said, uh, also there is a Letter to the Fatherless podcast. You can find these, subscribe to these on Spotify, anywhere, Apple Podcasts. Uh, and then also, um, there, there's going to be some fun interviews on there. You're going to really want to check it out. It's going to be good. And then finally, uh, in the description below, you'll see that there is a link where you can support what we're doing. Please, please, please help us out. Help us to continue making these videos so that we can continue to help grow mature disciples. Thank you so much for partnering with us. Thank you so much for watching these videos. Blessings. Peace out, Girl Scout.